This is the conclusion to Jude's letter, verses 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Amen. The word of the Lord. I love this ending. Obviously, it's not unique to this letter, but uh, the doxology that says, look, we're going to be snatching, we're going to be teaching, we're going to be, we have a lot of work to do in the church, but you know who's really doing it? You know who's really sovereign over it all? It's the Lord. He deserves all glory. What are your thoughts on the passage? So there's a sense in these apostolic letters, you look at Paul, Peter, James, Jude, and uh, there's a sense in which they say, you know, over and out, yeah, uh, there's, yeah, a, there's yeah. a traditional kind of letter form, and mm-hmm. uh, they say, you know, Paul thank people and all the rest. But the signature on the letter isn't Paul. It's not James. It's not Jude. This is divine revelation Amen. through the apostle. And so this is a way of making very clear that it's God's signature at the end of this letter. Yes. And, and this is the doxology, a, a statement of praise to God. But the first statement of this doxology is just one of the most precious. I heard it as a child because my pastor used to use this doxology so customarily at the end of a worship service. We get ready to go. And now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. Oh, that tells me one thing. It tells me I cannot keep myself from stumbling. Yes. It tells me that no one, because this can It tells me that no human can keep me from stumbling, but uh, there is one who is able to keep me from stumbling, and this is the one to whom eternal, unlimited, infinite glory is due. Yeah. And our Lord, again, there's so much to this. He doesn't just keep us from stumbling. He also brings a righteousness about in us. He presents us blameless before the presence of his glory. And I love this with great joy. I just, it's hard to not think about Ephesians 5 here and just the, the bridegroom preparing his bride for the presentation. And that's, that is the work of Christ through his church. That, that is what we are preparing. Jesus is preparing us to be presented back to himself in splendor and in beauty. This doxology is a complete refutation of superficial Christianity, mm-hmm. of kind of doctrine light Christianity. Because notice the language that's being used here. It's, it's he who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless. And, and, and this means really blameless. Yes. And we know we're not blameless. Only in Christ are we blameless because it is his righteousness that has been imputed to us. Our sin was imputed to him on the cross. He is, uh, he's able to make us blameless before the presence of the Father's glory with great joy. So there will be no sinners in the presence of God's glory, who are not destroyed, except those who are blameless because we are in Christ. And, and I love this as an ending to a letter. We've had all these warnings. Right. We're going to be, you know, there's all these practical applications, and there are practical applications. Watch your life. Stay committed to the faith that has been delivered. Be diligent in caring for the church. Yes, yes, yes. But at the end of the day, the only our only hope is is the work of the gospel. It's what Christ has done in his perfect life, atoning death and life-giving resurrection. And that's our hope, and that's why praise is due Him. And, uh, and we get an invitation into that glory um, by the power of this gospel that we believe. Yeah, just consider that here you also have Jude telling us that, uh, that this God who 
has called us to stand in the faith once for all delivered to the saints. Um, tells us what that faith is. It's right here. It, it, it's the gospel that mm. explains how we can be blameless before the Father's Amen. glory and with the Father being glorified and receiving joy. But notice then, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Mm. There's this amazing theistic, Christological, that is to say, this is a statement, there's one God, monotheism, and he has one son. There is one Savior. There is one gospel. There's one way of salvation, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, remember, again, as we end the letter, this is the half-brother of Jesus. <laughs> and, and notice the language, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and then be glory majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Amen. There's something secret in there. Amen. And that is that those those words are the throne language of Caesar. Mm. Yeah. This is what the Roman Caesar said. This was the imperium. This is what was carved into you know, the throne, more or less. Uh, this, is, this is the throne language used by Caesar. Glory, majesty, dominion, and authority. I, Caesar... No, no. All that's passing. This is glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Amen. Take that, Caesar. There you go. This is our Lord, the one with true glory, with true worth, who saves us with with joy, Amen. with great joy. Well, Dr. Moeller, we're so grateful for you. Thank you for taking time to join us this week for our daily rhythm. Our church loves you and is grateful, so grateful for your ministry, and you have a friend in us. We have a friend in me, and uh, how encouraged am I to be in conversation with a pastor like you that uh, I have known for so many years, and to know that there in Atlanta, there's a congregation that loves God's Word so much that uh, it's this kind of study and reflection upon God's Word that gives you great joy. So that gives me joy. Well, it's been great to be with you. For Albert Moeller, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening.